What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of Sheen's World. Super excited to get back into this thing. I wasn't here last week, so I apologize for that. Again, told you guys about my life. It's a little bit hectic right now, a little busy trying to figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I'm back for right now. And I am so happy to be back right now. I have a full list of topics to discuss today. Um, not really going to be talking about the Red Sox, Pats, or Bruins, any other Boston sports teams, not even the Revs. Shout out the Revs, though, for having a hot season, being in first place in the East, um, just absolutely killing it this year. I, I'm going to have to discuss uh, the Revolution on one of my episodes, but they are absolutely killing it this year. So shout out the Revolution. Um, absolutely great team. I wish I got to watch it more. Um, but they are absolutely killing it this year. I, I, I'm, I gotta watch a game. I gotta see what they're about. And I know they got, uh, Carlos Yule and Taj Buchanan. They had a, a lot of really good players on their team. So, uh, shout out to them and what they're doing this year. But today's episode is just going to be strictly the Celtics. Um, so either cry about it or stay around and listen. Um, either way, I'm going to be talking about the Celtics and I hope that you stay and listen to just that. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I'm going to get right into it here. Uh, the biggest news that has happened with the Celtics so far this season um, has been the contract, the max contract extension of Marcus Smart, which he got his bag. He got four years, $77 million, which was a max extension for a player at his level. I'm absolutely excited for this contract extension. Brad Stevens is keeping the core of the Celtics together, which is Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart. Um, and he is seeing something in Marcus that he believes is valuable to this team, something that is not worth trading, something that is not worth letting walk even next season. Um, and I especially love this because of how much Boston's um, – how much Marcus Smart is beloved by the Boston fan base. This guy is a true Boston Celtics player. He is the heart of the team. He plays with the most heart every game. He goes out there willing to die for this game. Um, and you see that with the way he plays. He is an absolute animal on the floor. He's everywhere, everywhere on defense. Um, and I have said this for years. I will always stand by this. I believe you need a guy like Marcus Smart on your team to win an NBA championship. Like a guy that's just an absolute dog who's going to do the dirty work for you. He's, he's going to hustle all game. He's willing to do anything it takes to win. Marcus Smart is that guy. Um, you know, earlier in his career with the Celtics, he was that guy that was roughing people up. I mean, he was really the guy that was the um, enforcer on the court. Uh, but now that you can see Marcus Smart uh, realizing his role has become bigger, he has to stay on the court more. Um, so Marcus has really controlled that anger and that fiery side in him, which you can see on the floor. I mean, there's times where you won't, he wants to go after people and, you know, even maybe talk some shit to them. But you can see he takes a deep breath and, you know, finds his composure and gets back to playing basketball. Um, but let's talk about Marcus because this is an absolute, absolutely great signing. I mean, this guy is 
not an all-star, but I would say he's in that tier right below all-stars. Um, I I think, I mean, he's he, he's not putting up like 18 points a game. He's not putting up crazy numbers. But this guy, the way he plays and his talent, he is right below that tier of all-stars. Um, you probably just heard a fire truck or whatever go by me. Sorry about that. Uh, but I believe that. I truly believe that, and it, it really shows in his game and what he brings to the table for this team. So just to talk about what his last season was, I mean, had a pretty good year shooting. He almost shot 40% right under that, which would have put him at his second best um, field goal percentage in his career. He shot 33% from three, which was all right for him, like right in the middle of the, right in the, middle of the pack of where he has shot in his career. And he averaged the most points per game in his career last season with just over 13 a game. Um, And this guy on defense, of course, 1.5 steals per game. Um, Not something that is rare to see from him. He's done that two other. He's done that. All right. So in his career, starting from his rookie year, 1.5 steals, 1.5 steals, 1.6, 1.3, 1.8, 1.7, 1.5. So just to show. Uh, Marcus Smart is very consistent in the backcourt and specifically when it comes to steals. So 1.5 is not off. But something I really want to point out and something that shows that he could have been the starting point guard for this team um, is his assist numbers. I mean, his assists have gradually gotten better um, each season he's played, except in 2018-19 season, he dropped off a little bit. Um, but other than that, I mean, this guy has progressively, uh, gotten better and last season he averaged just under six assists per game. So Marcus smart knows how to play the point guard position. Clearly. I believe he has some very good court vision. And I believe when he plays the one, um, he plays better at the one than he does at the two. Um, and just that little amount of time that he has played the one. I can see that he is better than playing the two. Um, you put the ball in his hands, it allows him to have more control of the game. It, I'm, I believe it really slows him down um, and makes him look at the court in a different way than he would at the at the two. Um, even though, you know, the five point assist, 5.7 assists per game this season uh, came from him mostly playing the two, probably like 85% of the time, like, it still doesn't change the fact that I believe that he would be a better one. Um, and that that is going back to his uh, Oklahoma State days as well, where he played uh, the one. Um, I, I And I just believe it as well. I think he's a good facilitator, and he's really good at dumping the ball off right when he gets uh, to the rim. Um, and more specifically with the connection that he has re- with Rob Williams. I mean, you'll see Marcus Smart drive to the rim, and he dumps it off to Rob Williams perfectly every time um and other than that not just dumping it off but um being able to squeeze it through tight spaces uh being able to make the right pass and the right play i mean the marcus is just getting way better at on the offensive end of the court and that has showed uh throughout his time in the nba um marcus marcus is going to be great he's going to be absolutely great for this team i'm so happy that we resigned him I think if we didn't resign him, he would have been traded. And I think he would have been involved if Bradley Beal is a legitimate factor or a legitimate 
target, I think he would have been involved in a trade with like that. Um, but Brad Stevens sees the value and what he brings to this team and um, not even on the court, but as a leader. I mean, it's it shows all the time. It's either Jalen talking, it's either Jason Tatum talking, or it's Marcus Smart talking. And Marcus Smart, uh, most of the time, is that voice people are hearing. So love this signing. Love that he's coming back. Uh, I love the, the improvements Marcus has been making. Um, but he is a force to be reckoned with. And I still believe he is at least one of the – at least a, a top five, at least the top five defensive guard in the league. Um, so do not question – Marcus Smart's defensive ability and what he is able to do on the court. But I want to talk about um, bringing up the, the one, the uh, one position, the point guard position, the Celtics last week ended up signing Dennis Schroeder, which is also another great signing and an absolute steal to a one year, one year deal at the mid-level exception. Um, Obviously, Dennis Schroeder was not projected to get this um, love of money. And he also did not believe he was going to get this love of money. And um, he really messed up. And I'm so glad Dennis Schroeder messed up because now he's going to be on the Celtics. And now the Celtics have a very good team this year. Um, Don't look for this team to be a seven or eight seed. They're going to be right in the running, right in the middle. That four to six spot, um, I believe, is where they're going to land. Not more than a four, but not less than a six. I think that four, five, or six spot is a um, pretty um, solid projection for them. But Dennis Schroeder last season averaged 15.4 points per game, 3.5 rebounds, and 5.8 assists per game. Shot 43% from the field, 33% from three, 84% from the free throw line. Um I'm absolutely stoked, absolutely stoked about this signing. Um, Dennis Schroeder is an absolute beast. I love this guy on the defensive end. I love this guy on offense. I love him on both sides of the court. I think he brings a lot of energy. I think he brings an edge to the team as well. Him and Marcus in the backcourt is going to be brutal for any other, um, for any opponent just because they're absolute gnats. They're both got an edge on them. Both have a chip on their shoulder. Oh, th- these guys are going to be great together. Um, but I saw a stat with Dennis Schroeder in, in the time LeBron James did not play last season or the games LeBron James did not play. Dennis Schroeder averaged 21 points per game. Um, I do not remember the other averages I saw but that stat right there itself shows that Dennis Schroeder can score when he needs to um I'm absolutely excited for this signing um on the defensive end as well he averaged just over a steal per game last year so again you're getting 1.5 steals from Marcus last year and then you bring in Dennis Schroeder who got 1.1 steals per game I mean come on like let's go this is going to be awesome to see in the backcourt, Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Smart together. Um, it, it's it's just absolutely funny what happened with this situation. Dennis Schroeder went from four years getting $84 million, rejected it, realized that he basically fucked up, and ended up with the Celtics. And 
I can't believe it happened like that. Like, dude, like, it, what would I? I don't understand what was going through his head. I really don't. I don't. I don't understand what he was thinking. What his agent was thinking. I. I don't know, but thank God the basketball gods wanted Dennis Schroeder on the Celtics. Um, but thinking about this projected lineup of Schroeder, Smart, Jalen Tatum, and Rob Williams, like a lineup like that. Oh my gosh, the defense is going to eat. They're gonna absolutely eat. Who's gonna stop? Like, who's gonna score on them? Like Tatum and Brown are both deadly on the defensive end. I think Jalen. Um, he can still get way better on defense, but Tatum, Tatum's a an elite two-way player in this league. And if you argue that argue that you don't know basketball, this guy is a beast on defense, is a beast on offense, obviously. You got Rob Will. Um, if he can stay healthy, he's a legit center in this league. I mean, his name has been talked about all over the league already in the short amount of time that he's played with all the minutes that he has missed with injuries, this guy is going to get a bag one day too. Only if he can stay healthy. He is an animal on defense. Marcus Smart, an animal on defense. Dennis Schroeder, an animal on defense. Like this team is going to be deep with defense and not even the starting rotation is going to be lethal you got to talk about the bench as well and guys who bring energy off the bench like Neesmith, Romeo Langford, if he stays healthy, uh, Pritchard. I mean, these guys are, are ready to go. These guys are ready to eat on defense. They, with, with the coach like Ime Yudoka, who literally basically, who basically called out uh, Brad Stevens for the lack of team basketball that they played, just wait until the defense. Wait until he addresses the defensive end. It's over. I mean, and this is why I'm saying there's no no chance they're a seven or eight seed. Um, and I'd be very shocked if they're not at least a five seed. Because you got Jalen Brown. You got Chris Dunn. Hold on. Chris Dunn. I mean, this guy can't play offense at all. But this guy on defense is an animal. Like an, another guy who's just quick, who's just like – a gnat on defense all over the court. Like they're stacked. They're stacked on defense. Absolutely stacked. So the guys coming off the bench again, uh, you got Neesmith, you got Pritchard, you got Chris Dunn. Um, I mean, you got Peyton Pritchard. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how this team won't be, at least a top 10 defense. And I don't know if that's me like being wild or crazy or thinking about that, maybe over projecting what this team can do on defense. But I like looking at this team at the roster right now, they look like a top 10 D on defense. They really do. And they should be able to be a top 10 D on defense. If, Everyone stays healthy, which is always the biggest factor with the Celtics because they can never stay healthy. Um, the, they got to they they got to have a good defense. I I just can't see why they wouldn't be. Um, with the way again that Jason Tatum is able to play two ways and at, at an elite level, 
the way Rob Williams is able to protect the rim. <laughs> he had a game last year where he what, had like nine blocks. The way Marcus Smart plays in the backcourt, the amount of steals he gets, the amount of interruptions he has, how he's all over the court, like does everything. He's flying everywhere. Like he forces a lot of steals. At like his steals, like his steal numbers should be higher. But a lot of the times, like, it's not even him making the steal. He's a factor in the steal, but his numbers don't show how many steals a game he is actually involved in. Um, And even Dennis Schroeder. And then you got the guys off the bench with energy. Like, come on. Come on. This should be a top 10 defense. And I don't care how young D. Smith is. I don't care how young Pritchard is. I don't care how Lankford is still young as well, and he is inconsistent with his time. Um, but this team, and they're legit top ten defense, and I and I firmly believe that. I don't think they they should. I don't think they should be anything past the top half of the league. I don't think they should be fifteen or lower. And the way Ime Udoka wants these boys to play, they're gonna fucking play. They're gonna be hustling all game, no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. So again, I love, I love the addition of Dennis Schroeder. Um, you got a legit one now, um, and a guy. He's he's not going to be like Kemba. I mean, he's not going to be jacking up shots and thinking he is who he used to be. Um, not to take anything away from Kemba. I mean, it, it, Kemba's knees were shot, and again, I said that before last season started. I didn't believe in Kemba's knees, and look what happened. Like his knees were shot in. He wasn't a great piece for this team. With Dennis Schroeder, I think he's going to be a better fit. And on the defensive end as well, where Kemba couldn't really play defense, Dennis Schroeder is going to make up for that. So let's let's see how it goes. Um, super excited. But speaking of signings, another signing that was great for this team, Brad Stevens decided to bring Ennis Cantor back to the Celtics. Last year, Cantor was having – Averaging over just 11 points per game and 11 boards per game. And Ennis Cantor is the best rebounder the Celtics have had in years. Um, On the defensive end, I believe he can be a liability with how um, slow he moves. He's not really mobile. But great signing. Absolutely great signing. You're bringing a veteran voice back to this team along with Al Horford. You're bringing a guy back who knows the system and who has played with this team and who loves this city and the city who loves him. Great signing. Great signing. Um, and Ennis Cantor coming off the bench, um, that just helps bolster the bench. Something that has been killing the Celtics is the bench. Like Tatum and Jalen Brown can't stay on the court all game. You need someone to come off the bench and help out, be a threat or something. I love this signing. Ennis Cantor over Tristan Thompson all day. I think that Ennis Cantor can be way more impactful than the, to this team than what Tristan Thompson was. Um, and I know they're kind of like the same player, um, but I believe Ennis Cantor is totally a better fit for this team. And on the offensive end, Cantor eats on the boards. And this is why I'm saying with this team this year, there's no way they can be a 7-18 uh, seed. No way. Because Cantor is another great addition who's going to come in and get you points 
and he's going to get you second chance opportunities. If you miss a shot, you miss an opportunity, guess who's there to get you another opportunity? That's Ennis Cantor. So I love that. And if you have Ennis Cantor and Rob Williams on the court at the same time, I mean, again, Ennis Cantor, in my opinion, is uh, a, a liability on defense, but then you have Rob Williams. And then on the offensive end, you need a board. Rob Williams, if he wants to get down and dirty and start um, improving his offensive board game, you have him and Ennis Cantor in there at the same time. There we go. A beautiful thing to see. And with Al Horford. Al Horford, too. That was another great guy to bring back. Leader, Veteran leadership, a guy who loved the city, a guy who's beloved by the city. And Al Horford wants to win. Al Horford has a great relationship with the players already here. And his character does as well. Brad Stevens is putting a collective of guys together who are going to be beloved by the city and the city who is going to get behind them. And that's what Brad Stevens is looking for. A team the city can get behind. If you're looking at this team right now and you say you can't get behind them or you're not excited, you're not the most excited you've been since the IT years, you need to seek help. You need to seek help. I'm so excited for this season. And that's not to take away from the other seasons I was excited for, but this is the most excited I've been in since the IT team. This team is going to be so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. The hustle, the heart that you're going to see out of this team, the team basketball that you're now going to see, not, enough of that isolation ball. Team basketball is coming back to Boston. This team is going to be incredible to watch this season. And if you can't get behind them, then you really got to seek help, I'm telling you. Because this is a team that is so easy to get behind. So easy. So, so, so easy. You got Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Rob Williams, most likely your starters. And then you have Pritchard, Neesmith, Lankford, Horford, Ennis Cantor, Jabari Parker still here. I mean, you got a good collective of guys coming off your bench. And that's it. Oh, oh, my, my mistake. My mistake. Did I forget to mes- mention Josh Richardson as well? It, that the projection, the projected lineup I just said, Marcus Smart might not even start. It might be Josh Richardson in there. Did I forget about Josh Richardson? My lord, another guy, another guy that is awesome for this team. Last year, last year was averaging a steal a game. Perfect, absolutely perfect. This is what I'm saying with this defense. They're going to be all over the place, all over the place. You got Josh Richardson with the steal per game. You got Marcus Smart with 1.5 steals per game. You got Dennis Schroeder with 1.1 steals per game. Like, come on, man. This this defense is going to be so fun. So fun. And with Pritchard, in the short amount of time he had last year, he was just under a steal per game. I mean, and he's a net on defense. Neesmith is a net on defense. This team this year is going to be fun. 
it is going to be fun. This is a good, solid team. This is a very, very solid team. And this is a team that can make a lot of noise in the playoffs. And I'm aware of the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm aware of the Miami Heat. I'm aware of the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm aware of all the teams surrounding the Celtics and who they have to go through. But this team is going to fight. This isn't a team you're going to see give up on games. This is a team that's going to fight. And I am so, so excited for it. And if they don't fight, if they don't, if they're not the team I expect them to be, then I will be very surprised. Very, very surprised. Because, again, with a guy like Ime Udoka, who has a great relationship with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the two stars of this team, the two guys that are you are building your team around, they're gonna he's gonna be in their ear, which is gonna translate to Tatum and Brown being in everyone else's ear. And not in a bad way, not to criticize teammates or get you know um get down on them or anything like that. But with a coach like Brad Stevens, who is very lenient, very laid back. You need a guy like Ime Yudoka who's not going to hold back and who's not going to be laid back when he is pissed off. He's a perfect fit for this team. This team is perfect for Ime. His team is perfect for the city. But to move on, um, speaking of Peyton Pritchard, hot PP summer. He balled this summer. Um, in the championship game of the Summer League, Tournament, it was very upsetting to watch considering the way they went out, considering how they were playing all the summer league games, and they had a point differential of at least 20 points per game in each of their games. Looked like an absolute super team. Pritchard dropped 92 the Saturday before the championship game, and then the next game on Sunday in that pro he played in, he had like a 58-point triple-double with like 14 assists and 12 rebounds. Something around that. Um, and then he comes to the Summer League Championship game and he's quiet. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with the two games he played in in the Pro-Am. Maybe he ran out of energy. He was tired, but um, he was not Pritchard-esque. And he was not the Pritchard that we saw all Summer League. But to get back to Pritchard, um, he had a great Summer League. He went off. The guy was hooping this summer, and he didn't even really need the summer league. He didn't at all. He did. He was outplaying all of his appointment uh, uh, opponents, except for when he matched up with Davion Mitchell, uh, which was an extremely tough matchup. But throughout the summer league, Peyton Pritchard, um. Peyton Pritchard, I'm sorry about that. I was pulling up his um, his stats for Summer League. Um, well, this was in three games, so this would have helped if they had shown me. I I wanted to, uh, wanted to pull up his stats real quick. I should have pulled this up before. Uh, Kate Cunningham, I don't care. Tyrese Maxey, I don't care. His name isn't Peyton Pritchard. Here is Peyton Pritchard. Um, so Peyton Pritchard in Summer League. Average 16.8 points per game, 5.8 rebounds, 8.5 assists, and 1.8 steals on 
Um, yeah, basically 48% shooting in four games. Uh, did most of his damage, damage from behind the arc and was hitting 46, just under 47% of his threes on 32, uh, 32 attempts. And he was shooting from all over the court. I mean, was hitting from the fucking logo. Um, he was hitting from everywhere. So this guy was hot. Um, but an absolute standout this summer, along with his teammate, Neesmith, who had 17.4 points per game, 6.2 rebounds on 50% shooting, 50% shooting over five games, um, 36% on his threes on 36 attempts, um, and made seven of nine three-point tries in a 33-point outburst against the Denver Nuggets summer league team. I mean, Pritchard and Neesmith, they both needed, they both, uh, specifically Neesmith, but they both needed a summer league like this to show that they could play in this league they are above the lower tier competition, which is all the young guys and rookies and uh, those veterans that are really kind of like the end of the bench rotation. Um, so it shows that they can play basketball in the NBA, but it also shows that they are improving uh, and it shows that they are gaining confidence there. And, and, and Neesmith, I love to see Neesmith have a summer league like this because he really needed the G League last summer. And that was the thing I said from, like, the first 10 games in when I noticed how bad he was. Um, it was unfortunate that the main Celtics, which is so gross to say, uh, the main Celtics didn't have a, um, a G League because Neesmith needed it. I would have put Neesmith in the, in the G League the whole season or at least until he showed improvement because he could not do jack shit for this team last year. Um, until the second half of the year, which he really started to improve and he started to find his minutes on the court because of the hustle he put out. And that's what he got. That's what he has to continue to do. If he wants to be a rotation player, if he wants to be an impactful piece to this team, that's what he's got to do. You just got to come on the court and hustle You'll get your shots, you'll get your opportunities, but you have to hit and make those opportunities. It's one thing to get playing time. It's another thing to get your playing time and not do anything. Um, and Neesmith, he's doing something with this playing time. Both him and Pritchard, they're going to be important pieces to the bench this year, although still young. The bench is going to rely on what they can bring as well. And if they can consistently put up like 10 points per game each off the bench or even more, if they can consistently come into the game and get a, and get a few steals a game combined. If they can consistently come into game into the game and turn the game around and be valuable bench pieces, this team is going to be fine that this team this year is going to really their record will show based off of their bench again, which has been the problem for years with this team. It has been the bench, except for the year where they had like Mook um, and all those guys. Like it, it really depends on their bench. Um, and that's because the starting lineup, the starting lineup is very good on both ends of the court. But then you go to the bench and you're losing a lot of that threat. 
Um, where last year you didn't have a threat. The threat was Peyton Pritchard for most of the time. This year, you got multiple guys that can come on the court and score. You got multiple guys that can come on the court and be impactful. Like Semi Ojale was not impactful. Whoop de doo, he played good defense. But what else was he doing? He had like the first five games of the season last year. He looked the best he's ever looked in a Celtics uniform. And then that was that. And I don't want to talk about the shit games where they were going and play like a, a, a beat up like Memphis team or like some, some bottom of the league team where Semi Ojale could go off and have a great game. I don't count those games for Semi. Like I count the games that matter against top teams in the league. I count the games that matter when we are going up against crap competition and he's still playing bad. Like this year, like there's guys that can come in and actually do something for this team. Um, and it's not going to be like Tremont Waters anymore, Taco Fall, Semi Ojale, Grant Williams. Um, it's going to be guys who can play. And this fan base is going to expect a lot from those guys that can play, like Pritchard and Neesmith. And depending on who's coming off the bench, like you could have Josh Richardson or Marcus Smart, um, Jabari Parker, Al Horford, depending on how the rotation is set up, it does not matter. The bench is going to be better this year, and they should be able to be way more impactful than they were last year. But to move on to my final topic, um, not really huge news, but they um, were making some noise in the summer league, but they are just not ready for the league. Yam Madar and Juwan Beggarin finally got Juwan's name right. I was butchering it the last two episodes. Um, extremely bad. But they will be playing overseas next season. Uh, Yam Madar might be playing overseas for a few more years. Um and Juwan Beggarin, I don't know if he'll play overseas for a few more years because I actually liked what I see from uh, what I saw from him in the summer league. And again, I know it's summer league, but he's showing a he's still young. He's still very young, but he's showing good. Um, he's showing that he can be good for this team down the line. Um, I think it's good to stash away Yamadar and Juwan Beggarin again. Um, let them get their time overseas. Let them go play professional ball. Let them get professional minutes and experience and let them grow. So when you do need them next year or when it comes, they're ready to come in and play right away. Juwan Beggarin was playing great, especially on the defensive end. I think that was the biggest um the biggest aspect of his game that everyone was excited to see was his defense because he was averaging 1.7 steals per game last year over his, in in his French league. And then also he's just a very lengthy guy. I mean, he's six, seven guard and he has a seven, one wingspan that just shows he's a defensive stud. Um, And he really showed that he had a, he had a bunch of blocks as well. He showed his athletic ability, and he showed he can play. He he can play over here. Um, he's not ready for it right now because he's not going to find any minutes in the rotation. There's just guys in front of him that are, are clearly better, um, that are clearly going to get the minutes over him. 
But I'm excited to see what Beggarin can do overseas. If he comes back next season and he's ready to go, uh, then you see a guy like Jabari Parker who will uh, possibly leave, and then you have a guy like Beggarin that can step in. Uh, two guys that play different positions, but um, Jabari only has one more year on this contract. Um, so that's the thing. Like You could see a guy like Beggarin come back next year. Um, Yamadar is just He's not ready. He's a little bit too small right now. He needs to bulk up. He did get hurt in the summer league, so it was unfortunate to see that. Um, but he's another guy I'm excited to see. Um, let's just see how he plays basketball and how he can ball out. Um, he's got great court vision. Um, still has a lot to improve, but sending him back overseas is for the better. Um, and watching them in the summer league was definitely fun to see. Um, but really, I don't have much more to say other than that. I'm excited for this Celtic season. The more we go towards the season, um, the more hyped I will be. Um, and, you know, I don't think Brad Stevens is really done with his offseason additions. I think he's still plotting. I think he still has something in mind. Um, but where we stand right now with this team, they are solid. They're a good team specifically on the defensive end, they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be lethal. And again, I think they can be a top 10 D on a uh, top 10 team on defense. If everything goes right for them. Um, and I, and I firmly believe they will be a four to six seed. I don't think they get any worse than that. Like let, let's just look real quick before I end this, let's just look at the Eastern conference right now. And off the top of my head, we can see how this will go. Uh, so you got to fight through the 76ers. You got to fight through the Nets. You got to fight through the Bucks. Um, the New York Knicks, I mean, they were good last year. Julius Randle had a career season. Um, but will they be able to do that again? Um, Tibbs loves his defense. Tibbs brought a lot to this New York team. Uh, especially with the addition of Kemba Walker. And now you have Evan Fournier. Um, you also have Derek Rose there. You have Julius Randle. You have all those guys. Um, but, like, I don't know if they can do it again. I don't know if they can have the season that they had last season again. I mean, they're probably going to be in the middle of the pack of the conference anyways, but I think the Celtics should be better than the Knicks. I think the Celtics should be better than the Hawks. and. The Heat are very good. Um, the Heat are going to be a test. And especially on their defensive end, they are fucking great. They are great. I mean, they have Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler. Um, let's just look at the Heat real quick. They also just brought Victor Oladipo back. Um, Bam out of Bayou. Um I mean, they got Markeith Morris now. P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker was also another big addition for their defense. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be crazy on defense. And a guy like Kyle Lowry, who's just a dog, like you got to watch out for him on a team like the Heat. Um, so where it stands right now, I think, you know, the Nets are going to be the first seed. The Bucks probably the second. Sixers can be the third. And then after that, it's going to be a fight between the Celtics and the Heat at that four and five seed. Uh, I think the Hawks can be better than the Knicks. 
Um, so you're going to be fighting for that five, six, six, seven seed right there. Um, and then it really comes down to it. So um, projecting right now, Nets in first, Bucks second, Philly third. Um, again, Heat four or the Celtics four. And then Heat five or the Celtics five. Um, and then you got the Hawks at six, Knicks at seven. Um, or the Hawks could be better than the Celtics again this year. I just don't see it. I don't know. I think we have a lot more on this team this year. Um, I think we improved a lot. And I think that those areas of the team and the bench that were really killing us last year are now gone. And those, those are now improved. Um, so I think we could be better than the Knicks. I think we're going to be better than the Hawks too. Um, and I think we can be better than the heat. So again, we're that four to six spot. We should fall right in between there looking at it now. Um, and I, I believe there is, that is very extremely realistic for them. I don't see them being a seven or eight seed again. It just wouldn't make sense to me. Um, so catch them in that four to six seed. Um, going to be a great year for them. If they can get that four seed, that'd be awesome. Um, and be a, be a top eight team in the league. Um, but that's all for me. That's all I got. Don't really have much more to say. We'll have more updates next week. Want to get back to interviews as well. Um, that's something that I really truly enjoy doing. So I will be getting back to interviews, but for right now, um, and again, I'm, I'm just really trying, trying to find my way back into this. I'm trying to get back on a consistent schedule for you guys um, and get back into a headspace where this is all flowing for me. This is all um, I'm, I'm just running on high motors, high gears. So I'm going to get right back into this thing. Got to get active everywhere again, but I'm trying my best. So thank you guys for sticking with me and sticking through it. Um, even when I have been inconsistent with my schedule and the content that I put out, but I appreciate you guys so much. I love you all. And you guys don't know how much you mean to me. Um, you know, you're the ones that keep me doing this. So I appreciate you all, but until next guy, guys, uh, wow. Until next time, guys, I'll see you. Hopefully there'll be a lot more updates. Maybe I'll get more into the Pats next week. Um, I did watch their preseason game last night. Cam and Mac look absolutely terrific. Ramador Stevenson is a massive bright spot to this Patriots team. The running back position is deep. There's probably going to be some tough decisions made considering how deep it is and who they can hang on to. Everything looks great on, on the Patriots, so I'm really excited for them. I can dive um, more deep into them next week, but... Yeah, they're looking great. They're back. Bill Belichick is back. They, they never really left. I mean, they had a down year. Again, Cam Newton was never really given a chance to. Um, he was never put into a good spot to have a good season last year, and now he is put into a great position, and now there's no complaints. Um, Nikhil Harry got hurt last night, left the game in a sling. But other than that, the Pats are looking great. I'm so happy um, that the Patriots are coming back. So until next guy, until next time, guys, I'll catch you. Peace, love, happiness. Stay consistent with your life. But I'll catch you next time stepping into the world. Peace out, everyone.